The Country 107 Morning Show with Dave Anthony. Always excited to catch up with longtime friend of the show, all-around good guy, Ty Hunter, frontman of the Hunter Brothers. Ty, thanks for doing this today. What's happening, Dave? Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be chatting with you. Well, Ty, I know that some big-time artists, you know, they will do interviews from private jets or from limousines, but uh, that's not how you roll. Actually, where are you right now? I am sitting on the farm in a half-ton just outside the rehearsal space because we're prepping for the show that's coming up. Um, And so I'm kind of sitting in the midst of a very muddy patch that I kind of like had to get around the mud holes to get here but <laughs> here we are you know speaking of you know it will just say the pandemic's been one giant mud hole that you guys have had to try to get around <laughs> what's it been... yeah this is actually a metaphor for, <laughs> for life yeah it's very well 100%. done what's it Thank been you. what's it been like the last couple of years you know trying to capitalize on all the success that you guys had before the pandemic still you know releasing stuff still staying relevant what's that been like trying to do that over the last uh, you know two years I mean, it's been very bizarre. Um, I think everybody can relate uh, in that, you know, industries have just changed in so many different capacities. And so I think it's one of those things, like, for everybody, you just change with the tide. You um, kind of have to um, roll with the punches, as they say. And so um, I think it's just one of those things where you have to learn to pivot over and over and over again. And so in the last couple of years, a lot of what happened is things took to social media. And so um, that's something that we've been able to do even prior to the situation the last two years. And so I think that it was an extension of that. And then obviously everybody has been um, pretty hands-on on the farm the last couple of years. And so I think you just kind of merge things together as much as you can and go after the territories and areas that are plausible uh, in the moments that you that you have the time to do so. Ty, you've always been the, the kind of guy that can, can do the, the, the life on the road, but then make sure when you're with family, you're really at home with family. But what's it been like to kind of slow down and get to spend, you know, quality time being dad and uncle the last little while? Yeah, I think there um like with any difficult situations, there are pros that can come out of it. Um, and so I think one of the things that has been good, you nailed it on the head, is just being able to spend more time with the family, to spend more time with my kids, you know. Um, our second born Charlotte was, she was born in November, um, before COVID hit. And so, um, she's definitely a pandemic baby. And so I think there's been a lot of time that we've been able to have in our friendship, uh, me and her. And so I think, yeah, with all the, all the family members, there's been lots of interactions and that is something that, you know, you can be grateful for in the midst of the crazy. I mean, like, there's always highlights, right? New babies coming along, new weddings, and and new family members coming in. And there's never a dull moment with the Hunter Brothers off stage, is there? No, no, never a dull moment. I mean, that I guess that's what happened. You know, more children are born in that. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, funny how that works. Yeah, you know, um, it's passing time somehow, I suppose. Exactly. Just uh, farming away. Anyway, let's... <laughs> Ty, uh, you know, speaking to that, um, w- how do you deal with the creative buildup, not getting to perform, or maybe not doing as much musically as you'd want to do in that time? How have you dealt with that kind of creative buildup? Oh, um, it was very difficult. I'll be 100% transparent. Um, I just took this uh, in-depth personality test the other day, and it came back that I'm 98% social. So I think that, um, and then along with that, like my my interest being in music, um, I think I think it was really interesting because um, you do 
do, you talk about this creative buildup, and that's exactly what happens. You continue to make things and create things, but you don't exactly know where to place it. And I think specifically, like, I love creating shows. I love performing. So as you're making these ideas and these plans and then shows were getting canceled, it was one of those things where you put this work in and then you had to direct it in a different, you know, direction um, because that's still sitting there. That energy is still sitting there. That creativity is still sitting there. And so then you have to kind of grieve those losses and shift it over. I think where mine went to um, in many ways was my local community. Um, so I actually started up um, an arts program uh, this last year in Shonovan, Um and we had a bunch of kids um, come out in the summertime where we were able to um, have different people who were artistic as kind of mentors for these kids in different capacities, whether it was drawing, painting, performing, singing, um, all these things. And then I actually helped extend that process um, this year into more different experiences on the performance side and um, and in, in a bunch of different avenues. And I think that's been really rewarding. Once again, one of those situations where you have to pivot. Um, and so I think taking that creative energy and going, hey, where can I deposit this if it's not on stage for fans who have been listening? Um, you know, we can do social media only to a degree. Um, we can keep writing songs, but then, hey, there's all these kids who also are walking through seasons of difficulty. So how about we take this and channel that energy towards them so that they can process and walk through things. And I remember, like, um, one of the most distinguishing moments was um, there was this 10-year-old girl who kind of shared about her life experience, and we put it into a song, and it's this beautiful song that we created last year. So being able to see other people actually utilize those things and activate that, especially young people, has been tremendously rewarding. So um, one of the positives, but definitely had to take the, the challenge of it and put it put it places that it needs to go. Ty, uh, you're in a very unique position. You are on a farm with your family, you're in a band with your family, you pretty much are around your family the whole time. Have you used this to get even closer, or or how have you guys as brothers spent the last couple years? Well, I think it's been um, one of those seasons where, um, like on the farm, things continue to move ahead in certain capacities similarly, like there's obviously some changes. Um, I think because everybody is accustomed to working together in so many different regards, um, it was just kind of an extension of that. Um, so, I mean, even when we were performing with music, if you're on the bus, you're hanging out, it's just in a different fashion. Then you come back and you're on the farm and you're working in the field. And so I think, like, that mentality still continued forward in the last couple of years. For me personally, I've had some different shifts in um, um actually job-wise from the farm to this kind of camp that I was telling you about, I've had a few things shift up a little bit. Um, and so I think there were certain um, twists and turns, but we probably won't get into all those details in this <laughs> interview. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we're brothers, we're family. And so um, through difficult seasons, you pull together and, and you're hopefully closer on the other side. Uh, I remember it, it seems like forever ago, but it was really, I think back in May of 2021, Luke went through a, a really tough spell he got hurt he posted uh, videos of him slowly getting better and i still remember the the one where he posted him playing piano that song that he loves so much and just how inspiring and how proud he was uh just talk about what that time was like for for you and your family and, and kind of as a man that went through an injury yourself when you broke your leg uh you know when you were younger you know what it's like to have your dreams threatened and and kind of just take us through what it was like helping him get through that and 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 that whole, whole situation yeah, absolutely, and thanks so much for asking. Um, that was obviously a, 
one of the most challenging parts of the last couple of years um, was, you know, watching Luke go through that. And still to this day, I mean, actually, we were just in rehearsals um, and just watching him try and get his mobility back for playing the bass. Like, I'm incredibly proud of him as a brother because um, he has basically worked as hard as he possibly can and then some to gain that mobility back. Um, there was a lot of question as to how much he was actually going to be able to play his bass because it's the one of the most difficult angles to hold his his arm and wrist and hand is like playing the bass guitar so um i think there were a lot of question marks there um but he is you know slowly regaining his strength and working towards that and i think as a family member you you sit you know to the side of something it's it's actually very similar to the the song just wanted you to know that we came out um with that was never a single but really is from a vantage point of saying like, hey, I can see you're hurting, so how can I help you? Um, and I think that that's the other side of, a, of, of that equation. So um, I think when you're in the injury side of things, it's, it's horrible and challenging. And even for him, I knew that um, he wasn't even expressing like half of the pain he was going through. Um, and you can tell that as a brother. Um, he would put a smile on his face. And a lot of people even be like, oh, you look great. And it's like, he he still maintained that positivity even through the pain that was going on underneath. Um, but I think, you know, when you go through situations of difficult pain, you see the love that pours in. And so I think that that's, that's a unique thing. I know that when I broke my leg, that was something I saw was there was just, um, you know, a lot of words that were spoken out loud that maybe I hadn't heard before and came at a time when I needed it. And so I think on that front, I'm, I'm hopeful that he is walking away from this, this experience knowing how, uh, loved he is by so many people even the support of fans coming in um, when that picture was posted has been tremendous and so I know that he's felt that love and support. Ty Hunter of the Hunter Brothers joins us here on Country 107 Ty you're all going to feel the love at Summer in the City. Before we get into the new single let's talk a little bit about that upcoming show in Steinbeck. We've waited two long years for the Hunter Brothers to be at Summer in the City and I know that you guys you made it a priority to make sure you you still came out to Steinbeck why was that important to you and why would you, you know, stick to that deal, you know, even two years and all the excuses to get out of it? Why still do it? Well, first of all, I am so excited. I keep seeing all the posts popping up online and it's like, okay, is it here yet? Is it here yet? <laughs> you know? And finally, after two years, it is, it is here. I think like, obviously we love performing. So when we can do it, um, I think that that's, obviously something that is hard to turn down in the first place but I think that when you say um, you know fulfilling something after a couple years um, our dad was a man of his word and so his yes meant yes and his no meant no and I think that for us like if we've you know if we've said that we're going to do something um, you know I know that life circumstances can change things and there's always room for change and for um, for things to pivot like I said but I think um, it's really important to us that if we sign up for something or we say yes to something that we follow through with it and so um, on top of being very excited to just perform and do it and hang out with everybody you know there's been so much investment from you guys and from our fans and connecting with our music and reaching out and it's the least we can do to go and perform um, so that we can all celebrate um, you know those songs and that work together um, it really is a full circle thing and everybody is involved so um, I think it's just something where we, we all step into the ring and experience it together. Take us backstage. What are the moments before heading out on stage for Summer in the City like? Uh, is there a routine that you go through? Is there What kind of emotions do you feel? W- take us backstage right before we're going to see you in just a couple of weeks. 
Oh, man. Well, I think this summer it's going to feel a little bit different just because um, I think you spoke to the emotion side of things. I think there's going to be a lot of hype leading into it. I kind of have, if I have time, I like to take this routine where I actually, um, I'll kind of step to the side somewhere quiet um, for about half an hour and kind of run show details through in my head as if I'm kind of performing, but just visualizing it. Um, and then there's always good hype in the green room. There's good snacks. And so there's a few Tostitos that get consumed usually beforehand. Um, and then we have just a time of where we gather together and we say a prayer and we um, just kind of get hyped. And there's that intro that happens. It's about a minute long. And so as that's happening, everybody's kind of high-fiving and just getting amped. And so there's kind of this, um, I would say, kind of a ritual or a, a lead-up that happens typically. But I think it'll just be amplified in all honesty this year. How long does it take you to calm down after a show, like get back down to level zero? I think it totally depends. Um, there's certain times where you're um, where you're just wiped. If you've done like, sometimes there's stretches where you do multiple shows back to back and you're in different provinces. And so it can hit you maybe a little bit differently if you've gone for a stretch. Um, I think... Yeah, it usually you're you're doing meet and greets and you're um, hanging out with people after and you're tearing down and um, then by the time you go and you you know take things to the bus or get things packed up so that you can fly out the next day um, and probably eat some pizza or whatever it is that there is to eat afterwards, um, you just kind of decompress through that time. I know that there's moments if I get back into the hotel and if I'm just thinking um, about everything that happened and the um, the hype is still there, it can take a little bit longer to, to kind of decompress. It just kind of depends on the night, really. Um, there was one night where I was laying there and um, Luke had, like, drank a full cup of coffee before bed, and then he passed out. I was like, I don't know how you do that right now because I would be wired on so many fronts. So um, I think it just depends on – it just depends on the person, depends on the night. I got a couple more for you, but I got a big question I had to write down. Does pineapple belong on pizza in the mind of Ty Hunter? Yes or no? Oh, man. Okay, well, there's been... Hey, there's a bit of a relationship that I have with pineapple <laughs> on pizza here. We won't go into all the nitty-gritty <laughs> details. See, what's interesting, two of the brothers love pineapple on pizza, and two of them despise it. And we've had this discussion that... I'm the fifth child, and I break the tie. My name is Ty. I'm the tiebreaker. Therefore, I get that decision sometimes of do we go this way or do we go that way. Um, we've kind of reached a compromise where the pineapple does get ordered, but not in as large of capacity as the other pizzas. Um, and for me, I've kind of – there's been seasons where I'm like, I really don't like it, and this might not be your traditional answer where I was like really not for it. Um, I've grown a little bit accustomed, and I'm not completely anti. If there's another pizza pie that's there, and it's pepperoni or Canadian or meat lovers, I'm going to take that, like, almost every time. But if I'm hungry, and there's pineapple, and that's the option, and it's there, I'm not opposed to eating it. Is so, that, like, a diplomatic answer that, that is, is what you're looking for? That is the boat as eloquent of answer as you could have ever given, I think. Thank so, you. Thank to, you. So, I think to, I would have been a lot more harsh a couple years ago. So. <laughs> so Tostitos or pineapple pizza, you're probably reaching for the Tostitos? Depends how hungry I am and how many I <laughs> ate before the show. <laughs> Ty, I don't know what it is. Like, when we toured with Paul Brand, um, we had, like, Tostitos and, like, we have a very strange green room rider. We're not picky. 
Oh, I think that's part of it too, right? It's like, if you have pizza, like you better eat it. Like our mom is a Mennonite woman and she literally would scoop cream off the floor if it had spilled and put it back in the carton because you used what you had. And so um, I feel like, you know, if there's food that's there, you eat it and you're grateful for what you eat. But in terms of preference, like we were, people would come back to us, they're like, well, we need more things on your green room rider. Like, what do you want? And we're like, ah, I don't know. We got to come up with something. And so Dusty was like, well, I really like dill pickles. So we have now dill pickles on our rider. And so they're there almost without fail. Everywhere we go, there is a jar of dill pickles, um, like sitting in the fridge or on the counter. And so that's become also part of the ritual. The power that you wield, eh? Like it's just, uh, it's got to be a little bit incredible sometimes. You got to be careful what you wish for. Yeah, no, we, we just like, we honestly, in being confronted with that, we're like, we're not picky. Honestly, like we would go and, and eat whatever and hang out with whoever, um, we're not, yeah, we're not picky people. It was just like, no, like we need, we need things to prepare for you. So like, okay, cool. I think Brock also included then because we were just trying to think of things. It's like, well, I could use a razor for my head so that he can <laughs> shave it bald before the show. So there's also that very strange items. Yeah. Good man. Good man. Best hairstyle in the band. I will say, uh, <laughs> Ty, just uh, one more before we get into your new single peace, love and country music. Um, so you talk about planning out the show, like you're a planner, you love to know what's going on. Do you know the first song you're going to open with at Summer in the City when you do come to Steinbach, or is that still kind of up in the air? I do 100% know the answer to that question, um, because we just rehearsed it yesterday. So um, I don't know that I should give it away, though. Now, are you are you excited about performing it? Like, is it is something that's going to hype you up and set the tone for the evening kind of thing? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, um, it's it's a fun moment. It's um, there's a lot of build up towards it. It's I can say that this particular song um, has it probably has been one of the most acclaimed Hunter Brothers songs, if that makes sense. So I will say that it's it's a well known one. Well, you see, that does not narrow it down because you've got quite a, <laughs> you've got quite a few well known and acclaimed yeah, songs. Yeah, no, but there's a few that are kind of like you know few that are maybe a little more well-known or well-responded to. You know, there's it's, everybody's kind of got their favorites, but um, as a whole, this one has definitely been one of one of people's favorites. So, To wrap up, let's talk about uh, your new song, Peace, Love, and Country Music. It is out Friday. We're really excited to have it on Country 107. We're going to make it part of this conversation. Uh, just tell us a little bit about the story behind the song, Ty. Yeah, 100%. So um, sometimes when you come into writing sessions, you don't really know where the song is going to go, oftentimes. And then there's other times where you might bring an idea to the table and then you say, I really want to write this. Um, It was a day that I could just tell that it just felt right. I walked into the studio room here at our our farm. We have like a a studio space where we've done most of our recording the last couple of years. Um, And I could just sense that there was positivity in the room we piped on with our producer Seth Mosley and another writer James McNair who we absolutely love and you could just tell that there was really good energy in the room and um, we got into this conversation just about how um, there's just a lot of tension in a lot of different circumstances whether it is you know um, people feeling overworked or not being able to go to work or difference in opinions on different matters or whatever it may be. Um, We're just kind of talking about the fact that there can easily be a divisive or um, polarizing feel around us. And I think that, you know, we as human beings can make choices that can 
help bring us together. And so um, it just came from this place of what are things that we can rally around as humans that we can all appreciate and help build each other up. And this idea of peace, love, country music came about. We're like, this is actually really what we're about in a sense. Like, you know, what we've talked about kind of the faith family farming. And I was like, this is really another way to say it. It's kind of actually making the statement of who we are and who we want to portray ourselves as. Um, and so this concept of peace, love, country music, we've realized that when you're talking to people, um, you can choose your words very carefully and either it can be something that um, brings people up or it tears people down. And so we're hoping that with this song, that it's one of those things that just kind of gets woven into the fabric of, um, you know, the culture and that um, we can we can have a little more peace, a little more love and a little more country music. And I think that'll go a long way in the long run. So um, making those little small steps and changes one thing at a time. Ty, you and your brothers, your family, fantastic artists and performers, but even better people. And I know that means a lot to you when you hear that people really do care about you guys as as individuals and as as uh, brothers and fathers and, and and sons. I know that you really appreciate hearing that stuff. And a lot of people uh, from Southern Manitoba are passing those sentiments along to you. Cannot wait to see you at Summer in the City. I'm hoping the Sea Shanty will make an appearance at uh, Summer in the City. I'm just throwing the idea out there. <laughs> well, I will, when I go back into the rehearsal room here shortly, I will put that word in for I, you. I feel like there's a 10% chance we'll get the sea shanty now. It's somewhere in the city. But there's a 100% chance we're going to have a great time. Ty Hunter, thank you for so uh, so much for being generous with your time. Thank you to you and the boys for sticking true to your word and uh, coming to Summer in the City. We cannot wait to see you, man. Well, I really appreciate you allowing us to come and all your support. Um, we really, really feel that from you and from all the listeners in the area. And so um, it is our honor, and we are so excited to see everybody. The Country 107 Morning Show with Dave Anthony. Weekday mornings only on Country 107.